Welcome to the Countries for Kids podcast from Case of Adventure. I'm Karen and I'm so excited that you're listening today. I'm going to be reading from A Clash of Swords in Scotland from our Scotland Adventure book. To find out more, go to caseofadventure.com. Chapter 12, Discovery of a Lifetime. Finally, Wednesday arrived and at midday the family set off for Weems Castle in Fife. It was wonderful to see Janet and Ian again. They hugged, laughed and talked all at once. Mom and Dad offered their sympathies for the passing of Ian's father, the Earl, and asked how the honeymoon had been, with the children trying to explain about the clues they had solved and telling about Jake's sprained ankle in between. Okay, everyone, let's continue this later. We have a royal spread prepared. Many of my family members are here as well. Come and meet them and have something to eat, and then we'll have a good chance for a chat later, I'm sure. Ian's company was rather in demand by members of the Weems clan who had arrived to share in the clan chief's ceremony and to wish him well. The children patiently waited their turn, enjoying the spread of cold meats, baby quiches, sausage rolls and wonderful homemade breads with butter and delicious cheeses. There were also platters piled high with ripe fruit, scotch eggs and other wonderful delicacies. Smartly dressed servers wearing white dinner jackets and white gloves served the guests. Jake entertained himself trying to imitate the elegant actions of the servers. After a good meal, the children began to grow restless. As Ian was occupied with his other visitors, Rome asked Dad if they could slip away to the cellars to do some investigating. Dad agreed, and leaving Tiffany with Mom, the four children made their way to the castle cellars. They couldn't run because of Jake's ankle, which still slowed him down quite a bit. Rome was delighted to find the cellar door propped open. He peered cautiously inside. Not a soul was in sight. He motioned to the others to follow him inside. They walked carefully, stepping over sacks and barrels in the unexpectedly dim light. All four children stood looking around the room expectantly, waiting for their eyes to adjust to the lack of light. Rome remembered his torch keyring and dug it out of his pocket. With the light from the torch, he looked around for a light switch but couldn't find one. We could ask one of the cooks in the kitchen where the light switch is, Wren commented. Dad said not to bother the staff, Rome replied. They are very busy preparing for the clan chief ceremony. We'll just have to look around as best we can with my torch. I have a torch in my bag, Wren suddenly remembered. It's a good one. I'll be back soon. She ran out the cellar door and back through the castle to the dining room. Her bag was hanging over the back of her chair. I just need my torch, Mum. Don't stay away too long, Mum told her. The ceremony will be starting in 45 minutes. Okay, Wren raced back to the cellars with torch in hand. Meanwhile, the others slowly made their way through to the other cellar rooms. Let's start looking for patterns on the stones, said Jake as they waited for Wren. Using Rome's torch, they slowly made their way from stone to stone, examining each one closely. What are we looking for exactly, asked Libby. 
Remember I showed you some carvings on some of the stones last time we were here, Rome told her. They were flower shapes, I think. Sort of, replied Libby. I think they were in here. Rome walked into the back cellar where sacks were scattered around the floor. Wren arrived back and walked through the cellars to join them, her torch light preceding her. We need to see if any of them are actually Jacobite symbols. She unfolded a piece of paper from her pocket where she had drawn a couple of variations of the white rose, the oak leaf and the thistle. Let's look, she showed the others the drawings, shining her torch on the paper. They began examining the stone floor in pairs, each pair with a torch. Here's a pattern on a stone, Libby exclaimed, kneeling next to Rome. The others rushed over to join them. It looks like a lily. Wren compared her drawings to the picture, but found them quite different. Jake found a design on a stone near the corner of the room. This one is like a daisy with lots of petals. Yes, I see, Wren answered. We need a rose or a thistle or an oak leaf, though. They found five or six flower-like designs carved on various stones on the cellar floor, but no thistle or oak leaf, and none of the flowers seemed to match the white rose drawing. After a time, they sat down dejectedly on some sacks that were spread about on the floor. Maybe the flowers are just for decoration. They look like ordinary flowers, not at all like the white rose symbol. I don't know if we're ever going to solve this mystery, Libby complained. It's moving so slowly. I really thought one of the flower symbols on the cellar floor would turn out to be the Jacobite white rose, said Rome. The flowers on the floor must be there for a reason, Wren encouraged the others. Perhaps it was to distract people from the real one. Let's go over the whole floor again, suggested Rome. We'll have to be getting back soon, though, Wren reminded them. Mom said not to be too long. It was slow going with only the torches for light. Wren sat back in frustration, ready to give up. She looked across at Rome and Libby, who seemed to be intently studying the cellar floor again. What do you see? Wren asked. Rome stood to his feet, pointing with his finger, and began counting. Rome, what is it? Jake asked him. There's a flower on this stone here. Then five stones this way and six that way, there's another one. Then five stones on and six that way, there's another flower. They seem to be in a regular pattern, though it's hard to tell with the sacks covering some of the floor. If I'm right, then there should be another flower on a stone around here. He pointed to a far corner of the room where three sacks were stacked against the wall. So it must be under these sacks, Libby observed. Jake leapt up and grinned. We'd better get to work. Let's drag the sacks this way, Rome instructed, putting his torch between his teeth to free up his hands. It took two of them to drag each of the heavy sacks completely out of the way. With Libby helping Rome and Jake helping Wren, they had soon cleared the area. Rome stood still, a feeling of warmth starting in his toes and rising all the way up to his cheeks as he shone his torch onto the floor and the coveted flower pattern, clearly visible on the stone floor, stared up at him. Look at it. It matches perfectly. 
they all looked at the perfect carving of the Jacobite symbol of the white rose with its five symmetrical petals and five leaves. They stared for a full 30 seconds until Wren suddenly snapped to attention at the sound of a bell ringing in the distance. We'd better head back. We've been away a long time. The ceremony must be starting soon. Wait just a sec. Rome shone his torch onto the white rose stone, unable to bear leaving it so soon after they had discovered it. He knelt down and picked up a metal rod that was lying nearby and began tapping on and around the stone. There was a distinctly hollow sound when he tapped on the engraved stone, whereas the area around it gave a dull thud when tapped. I think it might be hollow under here. He got out his ski and oob and started to gouge out the cement around the stone in the floor. Won't Uncle Ian mind that we are digging in his cellar floor? asked Libby. I'm sure he won't mind if we find the dirk, Rome responded, caught up in his mission. We don't want to damage the stone, Wren countered. I think it's time to get Ian. But the ceremony will be starting soon, said Jake. Jake, you stay with Rome, Wren decided. Libby and I will go and talk to Mum and Dad. They ran back to the castle dining room, their noses and knees smudged with dirt. Wren whispered to Mum and Dad what they had discovered. Ian, noticing her, came over to them. He winked at Wren. You look like you've been having fun. Looking at Libby, he laughed. You even have dirt on the end of your nose, young lady. Been drawing in the sand with it, have ye? Libby laughed, and Wren, unable to contain herself any longer, burst out. We found a clue to the missing dirk. Ian looked around to see that no one had heard her and drew them with him out into the hallway. I was wondering what it was you'd discovered. Janet told me that you guys couldn't wait to speak to me this week. Things have been rather busy here, to say the least. Anyway, I'm all ears. Tell me what you've found. Could we show you instead? Wren asked respectfully. That ye can. Ian accompanied her through the castle and out the back toward the cellars. But what about the clan chief's ceremony? Libby asked. I think they'll wait for me, Ian grinned at her. When they arrived at the cellars, Rome and Jake came running out to meet them at the main cellar door. The children took turns getting Ian up to speed with all they had learned. We took a photo of the letter to the king at Edinburgh Castle, and we also had a photo of Sir Angus's diary page, Rome began. Wren continued, We found that there were ink smudges on the letter and the diary page. The ink smudges were next to specific letters. It made us wonder why there were so many smudges when the rest of the writing seemed perfect. We wrote down the letters that had smudges on them, and from that we figured out the message, Libby told him. Ian looked impressed and nodded. I don't think I can stand the suspense. What did it say? There were two different messages, Rome told him. The diary page said, Jacobite symbol. Ian looked surprised to hear this. And the letter said, the other castle, Jake told him. Ian looked astonished. So you think it was here at Weems Castle all the time? Yes, the children chorused. Ian was just taking this in when Rome hit him with, we learned about the Jacobite uprisings and the Battle of Culloden. All the stuff about the hiding away of weapons and swords reminded us of the missing Dirk mystery. Then we saw a picture of the white rose Jacobite symbol. I remembered seeing flowers on some of the stones on your cellar floor in one of the back rooms. 
We copied the white rose symbol and the oak leaf and the thistle, and we deduced that there must be a clue to the hidden dirk here in the cellar, Wren told him. Okay, slow down, investigators. I've heard of the white rose. It's the Jacobite symbol for the exiled King James. But what does that have to do with my cellar floor? We had seen some flowers engraved on your cellar floor, Wren repeated. Are you referring to the decorative flowers carved in some of the floor stones? Ian asked. Yes, and we actually have found the one that matches the white rose drawing that we have. Rome couldn't contain his excitement. We had to drag the sacks away because it was covered, Jake interjected. Don't you see, sir? Rome implored Ian. We found a Jacobite symbol engraved on your cellar floor. Wren took over again. What if the dirk is hidden beneath the cellar floor, just like the swords of the Jacobites that were hidden under stone floors long ago? It all fits together. That's all for now. See you next time. 